Hello, everyone. It's Anthony Bandiero here, attorney and senior legal instructor for Blue to Gold Law Enforcement Training, bringing you another roadside chat. All right. This one is a good one. I like this one. This one is, can cops break a car's window to retrieve a firearm that the firearm is, is evidence? All right. This comes from an officer from California, from Southern California. All right. So let me give you the background here. Okay. I'm reading from my computer. Call for service. The victim says that uh, she, she was assaulted with a gun. The suspect pointed the gun at her, didn't shoot her, but pointed at her. We obviously have assault with a deadly weapon. The victim knows the suspect, knows where they where likely the person uh, lives, and gives a, an accurate description of the vehicle, including plate and so forth. The deputies arrive at that address, and what do they see parked? on the street, the vehicle. A neighbor is standing outside. The cops say, hey, neighbor, do you know who drives this car? And they're like, yeah, the guy, and they described the suspect. And they're like, did he, did he just go into his house? And he's like, yeah, he, was, he just came home, you know, maybe no more than five minutes ago. Now, the deputies look in the car and what do they see in plain view? The gun, this guy did not even hide the gun from being observed from plain view, right? Now, the question is, what can we do? Can we go into that car and retrieve that gun? And here, the deputies specifically wanna know if they try to open up the door and the, door, and the car is locked, right? No doors are open. Can they make a forced entry into the vehicle? Can they smash the windows? Well, I have your answer, my friends. I have your answer, and maybe you're gonna be surprised at this, but the answer is yes, they could. Now, before I get into the legal reasoning, I want you to know that not all states follow the federal motor vehicle exception, right? Um, uh, mobile conveyance exception. They don't, they don't not all states are, are gonna have these rules. Some states like Washington, New Mexico, New Jersey, Pennsylvania are going to have more restrictive rules, but the vast majority of states apply the, the, the standard motor vehicle exception that uh, was based off of Carroll and cases after that. Okay, so in order to retrieve that gun, we got to have four things. If these four things are in place at the exact same time, cops can smash the window. Number one, probable cause. Clearly, I think we are slam dunk probable cause that that gun is evidence, right? That gun is, and also we're talking about California here too. Um, it's going to be, the, the gun's not going to be legal anyway under these conditions. I mean, I don't, you know, from my knowledge of California law, you cannot transport that gun like that in California. Now this was, you know, another state uh, that's pro-gun, you know, maybe different story, but the gun itself is also evidence of a different crime, which is, you know, some kind of illegal transportation of firearm, but certainly it's also evidence of the uh, uh, assault with deadly weapon. So check, probable cause. Next factor is, is the vehicle on curtilage? The vehicle cannot be on curtilage under the motor vehicle exception. And, let, and if it is on curtilage, you cannot retrieve the evidence unless you have either consent by somebody who can give it, or you have exigency or a warrant. Here, the cop made it clear to me that the car is on the street in front of the house. 
that is not curtilage. So we don't have that issue. By the way, that restriction comes from a US Supreme Court case called Collins v. Virginia. So probable cause, check. Not on curtilage, check. Third, apparently mobile. Well, we know the vehicle is apparently mobile. It just got there about five minutes ago. So if the vehicle had um, a drivetrain hanging on the ground and you know it can't be driven, we have more, we have, we have problems. That's not the, the motor vehicle exception is not the, the best way to go. Um, but clearly the vehicle was is mobile because it just got driven. So check. And then the last one, which is the most important for us, is the is the question of. The, the scope of the search cannot exceed what the judge will allow you to do. In other words, you search the car in the same manner as if you had a search warrant. Well, if the cop took the time to go get a search warrant, what would the judge allow you to do? Would the judge allow you to, if the car is not open, to make a forced entry? Yes. Right. I mean, that's that's the way that works. I mean, the judge is not going to tell you that the only way you can retrieve that gun is if the car is open. So you do it the same way as if you had a warrant. But I want to I want to since we're on this topic, how would you do it if you had a warrant? Would you smash the window or would you call a locksmith? You know, maybe cops are like, hey, look, I'm going to smash the window because I feel like if, if we're going to wait out there with it for a locksmith, he could have another gun and start firing on us. If, if you believe that's a, an option or a possibility, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm just letting you know that I think most courts would be more comfortable if you actually did not damage the, pro, you know, the person's property. Is that a deal killer? I just told you it's not. You, you search in the same ways if you had a warrant. So, but I know a lot of prosecutors, I know a lot of judges would probably ask you in court, just, just so I know, because... Uh, why didn't you just call a locksmith? Because one of the issues that could come up is, was the execution of the search reasonable? See, searches are reasonable under two conditions. One, they're reasonable at their inception, right? You have to have the probable cause, not on curtilage, so forth. And then the method that you search is reasonable. So that is going to be the issue in this case, I believe. If I was a defense attorney, that is certainly what I would go after. As I would say, you know, your honor, I'm not trying to argue that the motor vehicle exception does not exist in California. It does. It's the federal standard. But the method of searching was unreasonable. So answer that for me and uh, let's go from there. All right. So the takeaway is this. The motor vehicle exception is a very powerful search. It would allow the search. Um, you have to be reasonable in the search. You basically do it just like a judge will allow you to do it. Um, if you, I would like to know why you can't get a locksmith right? And, uh, and so forth. All right. All right. Can, since I'm on the topic, one more before you go, just a little bonus. There's another reason, another um, method of seizing this gun too. It does fall under community caretaking, which is the case is Katie versus Dombrowski, which basically um, it stands for the proposition that a gun in plain view can be a danger to the general public. Of if the cops just left the gun there and somebody was walking by the sidewalk, would they break the window and grab that gun potentially and leave? Uh, I think the answer is yes. So that's another little uh, backup plan. But let's just focus. You know, the main search here is going to be the motor vehicle exception. I think we're going to win as long as the smashing the window is held to be reasonable. All right.
There it is. Guys, before you leave, three things. Come on, hit that, that like button or comment. Let YouTube know I'm doing a good job and share with your friends. Hit subscribe. Let's get this up to tens of thousands of cops. And finally, share with your friends. Until next time, keep doing the great job you're doing. When it comes to law enforcement training, we are the gold standard. Visit bluetogold.com or call 888-579-7796 to learn more about our training, books, and free webinars. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this channel.